We are continuing this morning our sermon series on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And um, we're going to talk about fixing our focus this morning because that's exactly what uh, Jesus is talking about. And, um, and so when he gets to this point in the Sermon on the Mount, we got this situation where he's speaking to his disciples and he's talking to others who have probably gathered around at this point. Um, and, and if you remember, we've just moved out of uh, the last sermon we preached was on do unto others. And that was his last line, right? Verse 12 of Matthew chapter 7. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. And these next verses that we're going to be talking about this morning, uh, as I was reading them, I kept feeling this in my spirit about focus. And if you've struggled um, similar to me, you may turn me down just a hair. It's echoing a little bit. Um, uh, if we, if we see, I lost my focus. That was part of the, it's part of the scripture. It's part of the notes here this morning. Uh, but if you, if you look at the verse, these verses, it's about focus. And as I thought about my life and what craziness we've all been through in the last three months, the devil has has taken many. Uh, many of the, uh, or God has allowed us to have this time that's taken many of the distractions that had us before, that we're, we were so busy and looking at so many things uh, out of our life, and it's given us time to focus. Now that we're starting to reopen up, it's a time to just sit back and think, what's a priority? What's first? What do I focus on? I thought about, yeah, for all of you who have a cell phone, uh, and then for those of you that have an Android, um, that's another joke, man. You guys are tough. Uh, so an I, this is an iPhone screenshot, okay? I've got an iPhone. If you've ever taken a picture with an iPhone, you, you, you can tap, right, to, build, to focus on what you want to take the picture of. This is a, a picture out of uh, where I, uh, my desk where I study uh, and have been working from for the last two months. I just took that picture this morning. You know, as you take a picture like that, it, you can tap on different things and it'll focus in on it. And uh, as I was, uh, and, and what we, what you can do is you can get things a little out of focus, or they can be a lot out of focus, right? I could have focused on the neighbor's house, or the hill behind the neighbor, or the sky, the cloud in the sky, or maybe the window screen right in front of me. And so what happens is you tap on different things. You intentionally pick what you want to focus on. And life is very much the same way. Wouldn't you love to have perfect clarity? You get so excited when you're taking a picture right and things aren't just right, and then the thing you're trying to take a picture of, when it becomes clear, crystal clear, that's like the moment. You're i got to snap the picture right now. Yet, and this is just like life. It's intentional about what we focus on. The things we tap on, in life. What are those things? Uh, it, could be, uh, it could be work. It could be a career. It could be, uh, uh, could be tied to finances. It could be uh, material things and what do I have and do I have enough. Uh, it could be you know, our children and sports and you know, all that comes along with that that completely takes 
our focus. It could just be, in general, the pressure to be busy, <laughs> right? If, you, if you've got time, like if I call you and say, you want to do something tomorrow, and you feel like you can, like, oh, man, my calendar, there's nothing on it. This is not right. I could actually do things I want to do tomorrow. But most of the time, what we've tapped on is actually up here at the top right. All right? What happens when you tap that? What kind of picture are you going to take? A selfie. I need you. If you're not going to say anything, just stay home. Laugh. Do something. I mean, this is hard. This is easier when you were at home. A selfie. Right? We, we tap on our... Self, we turn around, we're focused on ourselves, and we become focused on how can I be better? What, and we feel like, do we have, we wonder if we have value, and we focus on trying to make ourselves better. Maybe it's through, you know, the, the new keto fad diet, whatever's out this time, or the, the new exercise regimen. And exercise and diets are a good thing in general, but we can become super focused on ourselves. Part of the human condition is to seek and search for a better life, right? I mean, we just want things to be better for us and our family tomorrow than they were today. Let me read you this scripture. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. It says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to what? Life. And only a few find it. As I read this scripture and I was thinking about focus, here's what hit me. My entire life, when I've read this scripture, and every time I can think and remember of somebody preaching on this scripture, what has been the focus? What, what, I mean, and maybe it's not true for you, but it's been true for me. What has been the focus when you read that passage of Scripture? Somebody throw it out. Somebody throw something. If you, what? Yeah, yeah, and it is. It's that plain forward. It's, it's that straightforward. And so when, and for me, this is what I'll say. What I've heard is wide is the road, right, that leads to destruction, and then the focus has been narrow is the road to heaven, right? Like, I, I don't know about you, but I felt like people say it like it's, it's like so hard. Like the road is so, the gate is so narrow. It is so difficult. Like, like you better be living right or you ain't going to get there. I don't know. Maybe you all haven't heard it that way or sensed it that way. But when I read it this time, God said, your focus is wrong. He said, your focus is wrong, because I read the second half of that. It says, small is the gate and narrow is the road that what? Leads to life. Jesus is telling these disciples who have sought everything coming and going to find a road to heaven. They've tried to make life better, just like us. We've tried everything we can do, new cars, you know, new homes. Uh, uh, better clothes, uh, you know, whatever it is. We've tried to make life better. Jesus is telling his disciples there is a road. (laughs) 
I mean, this is good news. This is not bad news. It's not tough news. This is like the disciples have been waiting to hear someone say, here's what you need to do. There is a road that leads to life. He tells us two things to really do here. uh, And we're going to kind of break it down in these two things. One is you got to do two things. You want to get to heaven, you got to do two things. One, you got to find the gate. And two, you got to enter through it. So let's think for a minute. Finding the gate. This second verse, verse 14, he says, But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. You ever play that game, Where's Waldo? Rosie's got these books. They're not Waldo now, but there's, you know, there's these find. you got to find it. It's this huge bifold, two pages, and there's a thousand things on it, and then there's like a list of eight things uh, you've got to find at the bottom. You've played those games? That's the sense I kind of got here. Uh, like, there's so much coming at us, right? There's so much coming at us that's telling us that, that we'll, what will make us happier, what will make us better, the things that we will do, you know, the new self-help book that's out, you know, meditation or whatever it is. There's just thousands of things. Uh, hobbies, you know, if, if you just had the new fishing boat, if I just had the new guitar, if I just had what, like, it's just all coming at us of what makes life better. The, that road is broad and it is all encompassing. There are things coming at us to distract us. But he says you've got to find the gate. That tells me something that is critical. If you've got to find something, then it's possible to miss it. It's possible to get so wrapped up in everything else. And you know, the, the verse that says life is like a vapor that is here for a moment and then it goes away. Reminded of that just yesterday. I woke up. I was studying earlier yesterday morning. About 8 o'clock, I kept hearing this. Uh, it sounded like a helicopter. And uh, they fly over occasionally. We don't live far from the airport. Um, and uh, it kept, like, I was like, this is different. It feels really close. It feels like something is... Uh, going on and uh, our little boy uh, Harker he's uh, 18 months now um, almost 19 months he's scared to death of helicopters like it's something that's we were out in the yard one day and one flew over and he just completely lost it and he calls it a cop 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 and he was asleep it woke him up and he starts screaming cop 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 like you could hear it and we went down to the window and it literally landed a block from our house. It was hovering right over us and trying to land. Then I saw what it said on the side. It said uh, EVAC, uh, Med EVAC Life Team. And as soon as it landed, we heard an ambulance, heard the sirens, and you know, I got out and walked around the block to where I could see a little better. And uh, the ambulance came in. I don't know who it was. I don't know what the situation was. But it reminded me the, the brevity of life, right? I mean, we, 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 we have moments there where we lose someone close to us, where we see that eye to eye, them in the ambulance, and they were 
I mean, they were working as hard as they could. The team out of the helicopter got out and ran in the ambulance. They were in there for probably 20 minutes, I guess, trying to get this person stabilized because the life, right? Life. There's a life that we live and breathe that defines biological life. And then there's real life. (laughs) There's spiritual life. That only comes alive when we give our heart to Jesus Christ. And I was, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking how easy it would be and how tempted I am to get distracted sometimes by the broad road. It's possible to miss it, especially when we start feeling. Because here's what, here's what, leading down that broad road, you, you start to feel unfulfilled. You start to question your purpose. You start to question, do I have value? You start to question all these things, and you, you're trying to build it, uh, yet it's not there because your value is in Christ. Your purpose is in Him. When you give your life to Him, you find purpose. And so we've got to find the gate. The second thing you got to do is He says you got to enter it. Which I think is kind of, uh, it's interesting because of the way these verses go. He, first he says, and you got to remember who he's speaking to. He's speaking to his followers, his disciples. This is early on in his ministry, though. Uh, they're still trying to figure this out. I mean, they mess up lots of times from this point on. I mean, Peter messes up. They all mess up. They, they have times where they question, they doubt. How many times did Jesus say, oh, ye of little faith? <laughs> I mean, how many times? And they're struggling. And, and they've, been, they've been taught one way their whole life about who God is and how strict the laws have to be and how you can never be good enough to make God happy. And only the Pharisees, you know, they, they, their self-righteousness, they think of, they've done it upon themselves. And this is what they've been taught the whole time. And here's this man saying there's, there's two roads. And this man is 100% man, he's 100% God. And he's saying there's two roads. There's One is a broad path and... Everybody's going to be going that way. It's going to look like the cool way. It's going to look like, man, everybody who's anybody's in that gate. But when he started out telling them this two verses, this is important. This is important. He didn't tell them they had to find the gate. Why do you think he didn't have to tell them, go find the gate? It might just be because they were looking at it. Because he started out, he said, enter the gate. Enter through the narrow gate. He's he's saying, you've been looking for a way into heaven. You've been looking for a way to get there, and I'm about to tell you how to do it. He says, enter first. Because they'd already found him. How blessed are we that you don't have to go far in our community to find a church, to find someone who knows about Jesus Christ, to know know who's someone to share their faith with you. You, you know, you, you don't have to, you know, there are parts of the, the world right now where people have never heard the gospel of Jesus. There are people all around us who hear it their whole life and yet never step through. They never 
enter through the gate. Why don't they enter? I don't know. He says it's narrow. He says it's small gate, a narrow road. If you go read other translations, it says a difficult path. Um, and here's what I think. Here's what, and here's what I believe he's saying is, listen, once you decide to walk through the gate, <laughs> it is not difficult. It is not difficult to put your faith in Jesus. What is the most difficult part is to choose to turn away from the broad road, right? It's difficult to make the decision to walk through the gate. And Jesus is saying you can very easily miss it. You've got to find it, but then you've got to enter through it. And he's calling us. He's calling, called each and every person. Walk through the gate. It says, for, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. All I'm asking this morning is on the viewfinder of life, just like the iPhone, and you're, we're choosing what to tap on and where to focus. Jesus has given perfect clarity here to his disciples he's given great clarity on an issue how do I get to heaven we got Christians here we got some I don't know where your faith is here's the beautiful thing I want to read this uh, this paraphrase from the message of these verses it says don't look for shortcuts to God don't look for shortcuts to God. The market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for a successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. You all think, you see people make religion, make, make church that way, make God that way, looking for the things that they can just do when they get time to make them feel like they're a little closer to God. It says, don't fall for that stuff even though crowds of people do. The way to life, to God, is vigorous, and it requires total attention. God wants your focus. He wants you to tap on it. He wants you to call out to him. He wants to pursue you, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Just like his disciples were, just like his disciples were trying to figure things out, here's, here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to find a way out of guilt in our own lives. We're trying to find a way out of hurt that we're carrying with us from broken relationships or what people have done to us. We're trying to find a way out of fear. We're trying to find a way out of regret, anxiety, tiredness. Most importantly, what we just sang about is the curse that comes from being born into this world. The curse that we inherit from Adam and Eve, the, the, the curse that we are sinful in our nature by birth, and with that comes the curse of death. Not just physical death, but eternal separation from God. That's the curse. When we sing, freedom, you have given us freedom. It's not freedom to do whatever we do. If you can't shout when you think, I got 
freedom from this curse. Like I had no hope. We, and, and listen, listen, I'm going to find this verse. And I'm going to close up. Somebody sing that. Freedom, you have given us freedom. You have given us freedom. Thomas. In John chapter 14. Said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? You're looking for a way out. Jesus said it really simple. He said, John, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. You see, when you found Jesus, you found a way out of hopelessness. You found a way out of fear and anxiety. And, 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 but when those things start coming in, it might just be that we've lost our focus. Because even Christians, we can struggle with this. We can get distracted and we can start working out our own plans and have our own dreams and have our own vision. And God will continually convict you and bring you back. Say, hey, 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 whoa, I got a plan for you. I got eternal uh, impact, purpose for you. This isn't just you, 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 you get saved and then, and then God is just, uh, then it, there's no relationship or there's no growth beyond that. He said, I want you to grow in me. I want you to do more things with me. I have purpose for you. And Jesus said, I am the way. He is the way, the truth, the life. These disciples, this ready crew of fishermen, were looking for life. Jesus did not go say, find it to them. There were some there maybe still doubting and had not made the full commitment. He knew they were looking him in the face. In that same passage, John 14, it says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. They were looking their creator in the face, and he's saying, come to me. He's saying, just, just enter the gate. You, you can't find life in this broad road. You will try and try and try. You'll feel unfulfilled in this life, and it leads to destruction for eternity. But it'll try to sell you, right? It'll try to sell you. Just like I was thinking about buying a uh, a beat around truck. That's what we said. You know, you, you get online. Where you start looking for a car if you're going to buy one now online, especially the last three months. So I got online and found a few. This cool looking truck looked pretty good. You know, all the pictures were great. And it was somewhere down around Campton. And I thought, all right. So we took a day and we drove down there. And I sold perfect. I called and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to sell. The, we have people calling from New Hampshire wanting this truck. 
That was literally what they said. I was like, golly, I mean, Campton? They were looking to buy a truck from Campton in New Hampshire. They had, I, mean, I was looking for a beat-around. This thing had like 200-some thousand miles on it, literally a beat-around truck. I was like, who would come from New Hampshire to buy a truck? But I got there, right? You go drive it. You open the door and you smell it. <laughs> you get in and you start it and you think, is this my 10-year-old Troy belt or a truck? That's the broad path in life. It looks good. From a distance, it sounds fun. It sounds fulfilling. But it smells like a Troy built. That barely runs. Adam was with me. We got in, drove it up the road, and I came back. I was like, this is going to be fun telling this guy no. Um... And, but for the, for the fun of it, it was like, and they had it priced it, I mean, way too much, I felt like. Um, and so I thought, I mean, are they going to come down, they had it priced like $6,000. So I was like, you would come down to like three, like this was a, maybe a $3,000 truck. And they were like, we will throw the taxes in, like on the road for something. I was like, no. And so we got in the, the car and left. Can we our focus on something that matters the guy yesterday again I don't know him moving from the ambulance to the helicopter what matters in that moment when you don't know if you can breathe another breath what matters in life in that moment what is life really what do we want to leave to our kids and our grandkids you know what you found the gate many of you have entered through it our children and the next children have that blessing that they're not going to miss the gate but it's our responsibility to live our life allow the Holy Spirit to live inside of us to change us from the inside out to begin, once we walk through that gate, it, God says we become a new creature. We've been born again in His Spirit. We become a child of God. God, as we prepare for a song this morning, I just uh, I ask you to help me, to help all of those in this room. We come together and we pray and we Asking for you to fix our focus. God, it's been all over the place. Unhealthy relationships. Financial consumption. Addiction. God, it's been all over the place. God, you promised, though, that if you, would, that if you were for us, nothing could come against us. You promised that all things are possible through Jesus Christ. God, we 
call upon your resurrection power this morning that lives inside of us. God, we put our hope in Jesus Christ that we're looking for a way out. And Jesus, you are right in front of us here in this room, in this morning, in living rooms, wherever people are joining and watching. God, let us just speak this truth. You, you are the way. You are the truth. And God, we can't have real life without you. Amen. that gate you can walk through.
Are you thankful? Now you may have had a bad yesterday, a bad week, a bad month. Oh, my sins are forgiven. One step into the presence of Jesus, He can wipe it all away. If uh, if God is blessed you this morning with our service, uh, if God is dealing with your heart, uh, if you're here with us this morning and you just want to pray, or maybe you prayed right where, where you are, we'd love to hear from you. If you watched online, we'd love to hear from you there. Um, if, if God has used this message, used the music, if you've enjoyed uh, the service, let us know what God is doing in your life. Um, I will share that uh, we did not pass an offering uh, plate this morning. You can continue to do that online. We've also got a box just sitting outside um, that you can drop uh, if God's got on your heart to give. Um, we've got an opportunity to do that. Uh, I'm going to say for those of you who joined online, we were just so thankful to have you this morning. Um, we thank you that you are able to. We, we thank God for you. I want to thank God that the church is not a building. You just had church. The church was in your house, and um, and I'm thankful uh, for that. Um, we hope you have a blessed week, a great Sunday, and we look forward to seeing you next week. That's weird, isn't it? Dismissing man. Uh, all right, guys. We're not live anymore. You can breathe. Y'all were scared of the cameras, weren't you? Uh.